Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And we are here with the best guest you could ever ask for. <laughs> That's right. JTB. It's JTB tonight. Just the boys. <laughs> Although John's got another guest where he's at. John's got Old Man Winter. Ooh, I do have Old Man Winter. I'm, I'm in uh, Wisconsin. You two are in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came to visit my folks in northern Wisconsin, like right on the border of Upper Peninsula in Michigan. And uh, it's what October, and there is there is a good four inches of snow on the ground. So it is, it is a winter wonderland up here in October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christmas in New York. Christmas, it's going to be Christmas in New York soon. You know, yeah, Christmas in New York, like the holiday season in New York, is so incredible. It's just it, it is everything. Fall into the holiday season is everything it's hyped up to be, and then. January like 13th or 15th comes and like all the joy, all the pleasantries of that just go right down the toilet and it is hell on earth. No way. I I have, and it's hell on, it's hell on earth. I would argue till like (laughs) second week of March. Yeah. It's just like you're stuck in your little 600 square foot apartment. You Mm -hmm. can't go out. When you do, you just step into a puddle of melted slush mixed with homeless piss and dead rats, and it's just, I hate it. It's awful. I have a question, though. Do you feel like experiencing, um, I think this winter is going to be rough. I think this next six months to a year may be rough for a lot of people, especially the next Mm -hmm. six months when it's cold. But Mm -hmm. do you feel like going forward, like let's say life is 1,000% back to normal. Do you think after that, our memory of going through the various quarantining and social distancing, that it would make January, February, and March in New York easier? Because we're like, we've done this before. And we actually know. No, because like people are like quarantined and social distancing and it sucks because if they don't, they'll, you know, die or get others sick. But like winter sucks because it's gray out it's dark at five o'clock and it's cold as balls and like Mm -hmm. it's it's horrible that's nothing to do with like like getting through something so you don't get sick it's just like oh the outside is awful i also think like there's a thing where once you go through something really hard uh, hey kevin ask a question expect an answer bro Um, (laughs) yeah kevin was just shrugging with johnny's good answer no but like there's a thing where you go through one thing. I think this is what you're saying. You go through one thing and it makes you stronger for other things. So it's like, hey, we did social distancing. Winter will never be as bad again. But I also think we have a really quick capacity to just forget. Totally. Like you're going to get to the third week of January. I mean, it's like it's you'll get the third week of January and be like, oh, it's winter again in New York, you know, or wherever you are. Yeah, what, like, I'm, what I, I that- guess what I'm trying to say is like all of the factors that make it shitty are still going to be there. And I don't think I was being like, we were able to quarantine for, for a while in 2020 is, is going to make those factors suck any less. All right. My, my argument in defense of 
of that it won't be as bad is like, you know, there's like a bar close to me called Bar Bass, and there was like, la- and they just have live music I always every thought night. thought that was Barbies, dude. Barbies? <laughs> yeah, Barbies. Butterbees. You've been to Barbies? Butterbees. It just looks like it's B-A-R-B-E-S, right? Yeah. yeah. Bar- Barbies. That's Barbies, Barbies. man. Barbs. Um, But like, there's been like a few boring, cold winter nights that's like February. And it's like, ah, it's Tuesday. And then it's like, I'll like go over there. And then it's like super warm. There's like music playing and like, and and it ends up being like one of those things that's like, okay, I had to drag myself into the gross mud. That's why I got my LL Bean boots. And I had to, I'm not that comfortable because I have my coat on the whole time. And What's the brand of the coat? Uh, the coat <laughs> it w- is Gap, but it was like on sale. It was like a $300 okay. coat that I got for like $20 because cool. I just like struggled through all of winter until like the sale in March. And I was like, got it for 20 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to wear this next season. Um and then I've been like, you know what? I would appreciate the fact that that won't happen this year is a huge bummer. And I think I may appreciate that not this year because I don't think it'll happen. But next year, I'll make a note to appreciate that. All right. Yeah. So you'll appreciate I, it like for 15 minutes and then it'll go back and then you have to walk home. Yeah. Like with three drinks and you and freezing your ass off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think from Barbies from Barbies. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's, I was, if your mom ever opened a bar, it could be Barbie, Barbie's place. Barbie's, yeah. Barbie D's, Barbie D's, Barbies. I'm gonna call my I mom would, that for for now on. I'm gonna call her Barbay, <laughs> Barbay. <laughs> hey Barbay. I think like, I mean, there. One thing I do miss about the winters in New York. Well, one, I miss snow because I hadn't snowed. I feel like in like three years. But two, I I do like when it is that horrible time and you get everyone like packed into some bar, like you're talking about, like at Barbie's and you, you do end up having one of those great nights. Like you do have one of those great going out nights where you, especially when you've trudged through the snow and then you get there. And I do think it will be a little more of a bummer this year. And so you may end up having that like, at someone's house to watch a movie or with your like small little pod of people or something like that. If if the virus, like if things were different with the way quarantine works, it would be cool if there were like almost like quarantine speakeasies, like, or if there are like, do you think if like enough people got vaccinated, if you had like a 10 person vaccine pool, you could all just go to some underground club. And I think that is happening. It probably is. Yeah, it is. It you see those on Instagram all the time. It's just yeah, they're, the, called, they're called super spreader events. Yeah. I know, but that's that's the thing is like <laughs> uh, actual like actual not cool things to do. Like it's it's one thing to do something subversive, and that's like actually like actually truly very subversive to do because you're <laughs> potentially putting other people's <laughs> other like people lives at risk. risk. And it's like not even cool in a way that it used to be cool. Like whatever I'll like even getting like a face tattoo is subversive, but, but then kind of got accepted. And this is like, you know, it's still kind of shitty mm-hmm. if you went to your like speakeasy, but yeah, what what would you say is the best? I mean, they don't have as many, as many like nights out. What, like I guess they do with the Navy one. I'm just trying to think of what would be the best night out in Sex in the City. There was the, the one, the oh, best rage. No, it was it was the one where she smokes pot in the back of the and she gets arrested by the cop and they're in that like dive bar. Yeah, yeah. The, that what one a, was pretty great. Yeah, and then Miranda wears her Miranda wears her jeans. Do you know what's weird is like I'm 35 now. It was my birthday last week. Shout out to birthdays. Yeah. And Shout out to birthdays. Happy birthday. But it's like, I wonder if living in New York, if you end up, if you can just look at your numbers, if you end up just the amount of wild, crazy nights that like most people have like 20 in their life. Mm -hmm. That's like, I feel like I have like 45 a year. Oh, I mean, it, it's it's true though. There Maybe that's a, just called being an alcoholic. I don't know. It's possible, not just, not just alcohol. Like, yeah, like, but also, hey, you know what's you know what's weird. I'm 35 and I have the liver of an 82 year old, and uh, I get and, blackout drunk four times a week. It's 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 it's, just like, it's crazy. Just ending up at weird random. Like I haven't ended up at a at a random place in in months because everything's the same now. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's no, there's everything's planned. There's no just like, oh, and then like I ran into, there's, there's none of that. It's very, yeah. this was very expected. Well, I knew, I knew for a whole week at 730, I'd be here with John and Corey. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, but true. Although it, it does get a little different in that like you and I went on like a, a 26 mile bike ride one night through Manhattan. That's true. That's and true. It was dark and it was like, we didn't go into any businesses. <laughs> you know, we, I went to one bodega like with a mask on, but like, it, yeah, it's a different, it's a different thing. But I yeah, agree. Usually, I do, those, I do. Those bikes would get locked up. You'd be having drinks. You'd probably get like drunk subway I, ride home. Should I text totally. Sarah Jessica Parker right now and just say, "What's up? You want to hang?" <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Do it. Um, I do think like what you're saying. Should I? Is, <laughs> no, don't do that. No, don't. We have. A, we our, we have, our, our listeners can can listen to us make bad decisions in real time right it's now. It's funny. They're like, you guys are talking about how you're not at yeah. a bar, but hey, you're Kevin, making the remember, same decisions as remember if you were when at a you bar. Remember when you walk up to Macaulay Culkin and just tell him that your name was Kevin? Oh yeah, I, I do that. remember that. Similar situation also, right you, here. You know what's really funny is that same story. I was talking about this with your old Kevin's old roommate, who is now my neighbor. We were talking about that night because him and I went camping this past weekend. And the other thing that happened was we were backstage. It was at a, at a Father John Misty concert. And, and uh, before you told, before you wanted to tell uh, Macaulay Culkin that, you also wanted to tell Father John Misty that you thought his music sounded like good music you'd hear on a cruise ship. No, the lighting, <laughs> the lighting of his live show. Wait, it was the lighting? Yes. It was that the lighting, I smoked pot at this concert and with strangers, with strangers. And it Something was str- you can't do in COVID time. You can't do that in COVID. You can't do that in COVID. And no, that, that was, that was one of those wild nights. It was one of those wild nights. And I feel like if I'm constrained to not have some random, uh, randomness in my life, I want to construct it. So that's why I'm like, let's just message, let's just you, message Kristen you, Davis on I, Instagram right you, now and ask her to just be like, we, do you want to be on the pod right now? You probably think, should have told Father John Missy that about his lights. I'm sure like no one's ever told him that. It might well, have been some good I criticism. I always am a big fan of of the I feel like any interaction that is that I uh, you know like it might not feel comfortable at the time but I never regret those moments. <laughs> I, 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 or I live in regret of them and I think about them a lot. I know. I feel like I what are lights? Okay. 10 second answer. What is a cruise ship lighting? <laughs> cheesy okay just like cheesy like all his lights were very like cheese ball and very like overly dramatic and in my high brain i was like oh is he doing a comment is he doing a comment on cheesy concert lighting like it sounds like you were just really high yeah totally i was gonna say that's a very high thing i would love love, can you send me a video of what like cheesy concert lighting looks like yeah i'll find it and then i would like to see like what good like Good concert Not lighting. cheesy concert lighting is like. Who should we call on my phone to ask a <laughs> Sex in the City question? Dude, you are you are so quarantined up right now. I know. You are so ready to just drop hand grenades in your life to discharge how on edge you are with being cooped up in quarantine. I mean, we got anyone in my phone. Do you remember when you and I did this as a live bit at a comedy show where the bit was okay, we're going to go through our phones. It was a charity show. Yeah. Like, we're going to go right, through our phones. Your, call your ex-fiance. Yeah, call your ex-fiance. I don't know. I don't think she'd find it funny. Play the game, Kevin. Should I That's call the one? grenade. That's the pin we want That's you to the pull. Grenade. We want you to pull that one. <laughs> I don't know. I Well, I mean, you are right. that If you're going to play, play with fire... <laughs> I just feel like then this is for public consumption. That's like a lot of, that's a lot, you know? Um, hey, listen, I, I think people, I think people love to watch car crashes. <laughs> let's, let's talk about sex in the city. So the last thing yeah. was uh catch 38. Carrie, uh, we talked with Olivia about um, Carrie um, discovering that Alexander does not want to have children. Um, Miranda and Steve went up to the Mohonk mountain house and had their honeymoon uh what else happened um oh the baby saw charlotte and harry having sex mm. and um samantha is going through cancer treatment right now she got she used smith to uh get an appointment with the uh super special cancer doctor this episode 
season six, episode 16, out of the frying pan. Do you guys have good frying pans? Yeah, Corey does. Is it like, what kind is it? Uh, they're, they're actually Calphalons. I, I was going to get all clads, but I didn't. And I saved the money and they're stainless pans. And I think it was fine to save the money. And then I have a couple, I got a bunch of cast irons that are like legitly, legit, legitly, legit from like 1930. I've got like four that. cast irons that are super old. That's great. I, lo- I, have, I love a good cast iron pan. I, I did a bunch of cast iron open fire cooking this weekend camping. Ooh. It was so good, baby. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. Yeah, I have um I have like uh just like new nonstick ones. Okay. I'm gonna give you some new nonsticks. We talked about that. Yeah. Hey, hey welcome I, to Pan Talk. Welcome to Pan Talk. What do you that guys think of a... when you when you hear out of the frying pan? Is it what is this episode called? Out of the frying out of the frying pan. What do you think of when you hear that? I, I think, think of Jay Z's black same album. When I was says, just out of the that. frying pan into the fire. Oh. I'm the music man's number one supplier. That's Man, exactly I'm what such I think a, of. I'm such a nerd. I think of the Hobbit. There's a chapter <laughs> called Out of the Frying Pan. Yeah, yeah, fire. yeah. Oh, wow. Which what's what happens in that one? I think they're like tied up. I th- spoiler alert, I think they like it's after he gets a ring oh. from Gom and I think he's like tied up and I think they're about yep. to get boiled and he he gets out. He they yeah. get saved. I remember right? that. It's been a long time since I read it and I never saw the movie. So out of let's, the frying uh, pan into the fire. Music, man, one music man's number one supply. Hey, I think before we go, real quick, I think when we come back, we should honor Kevin's wanderlust, and we should we should call someone to be on the pod just spur of the moment when we come back. Who who could we? I mean, we'll do that, but like, who would it be? A friend or just like a f- random fan? I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure I, it out. Here's what Let's I'll talk do. Talk about it at the break. I'll put someone. I'm gonna post something on Instagram. Okay. I'm gonna post on instagram just uh be like we're recording in 30 minutes dm us if you want to be on the episode cool <laughs> and, and send it to Kristen davis too. <laughs> <laughs> let's not do that all right we'll be back okay, <laughs> okay bye. bye bye episode 90 out of the frying pan carrie gets upset at alexander for being inconsiderate of her feelings about samantha's cancer When her new family outgrows her apartment, Miranda considers buying a house in Brooklyn. Charlotte receives a dog and names her Elizabeth Taylor. Samantha's hair falls out as a result of her chemotherapy. And now, back to the boys. We're back. Welcome back. Welcome back, back, everyone. We're back. We're in Brooklyn. All right, We're I back. have to start this conversation with there's like a lot of uh, uh, fantasy realism in the show, but yeah. Petrovsky yeah, just frying pan bashing the shit out of that mouse like literally yeah. made me jump. <laughs> <laughs> that was some hardcore. Would you guys awesome. have ever done that? Would you ever yes, bash? And I, 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 yes, I did one what? time. I thought about it. He's a man. So, he's a man acquainted with death. You know yeah, what I mean? He is like a man acquainted with death. He he the way he sees the world is not is not through the eyes of it of a child. It's through it's through a person who's who's seen darkness and been mm-hmm. surrounded by darkness. And, and I don't care about any of that. He he straight up took a frying pan and bashed the shit out of a mouse and then used half of a half of a paper towel square. To pick it up and throw it you away. You don't think that those two go together? Most people are like, oh, I don't want to see it. It died in the little fucking poison last night. And he just looks it, looks, looks it straight in the eye. Also, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was intense. <clears throat> I was- I'll tell you, I'll 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 contrast his with the way that I did it one time. I was sitting on the floor in my old apartment in Brooklyn after we had one of those massive nights that we were reminiscing about in the first half of this podcast. And I was out with uh, former Bradshaw Boys guest, Mark Menchaca. Ooh. And, and I got home to my apartment and I was sitting on the floor taking my shoes off and a mouse just ran out in front of me and it tried to get through the door and it just bumped its head on the door and realized it didn't know anywhere to go. And then it tried to get through the door again and just instinctually, I just grabbed my shoe and I just hit it as hard as I could. What? And it stunned it. And then I was like, oh no. 
but then I had to kill it. So I just hit it three more times. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I just texted Mark back and I said, look what I just did and sent him a picture of the mouse. And he just sent me some text back that was like, man, you got a lot of problems. Just imagine if, imagine if those animals, I don't know, just like imagine you, you fucking do that. And then like straight out of a Disney movie or something, the mouse like looks up and it's just like, why would you do that? <laughs> You're just like, I was just but, looking for Fievel. We were supposed yeah, to go west. Yeah. That poor guy. That little, it's so funny that that mouse was Jewish. I have to go back and watch that movie again. Wait, oh, Fievel was, was Jewish? Fievel yeah. Mouskowitz. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I did not know that. Little Jewish when mouse. You, when you said that, I thought you meant the mouse that I killed. You were like, it's so funny that mouse was Jewish. I was like, how did you know? I mean, I, I, was, I, yeah, I feel like it could have been. It was in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn, or it could have been know, it's close to Crown Heights. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> speaking of, speaking Jewish of mice uh, and Crown Heights. Speaking of uh, other animal scenes from this episode, you can truly see Chris and Davis's love of animals in this yeah. episode. Like it's yeah, not it's, it's not just acting. She, you yeah. know, she just as a person loved that dog. That dog yeah, was totally very cute. Speaking of how, other, how funny would it be do- if they got if that woman. If they did that entire scene, played it the exact same way, but it was an elephant. Even like when <laughs> the the, ele- the elephant like jogs up to her, like when she's like running, and then she just like almost she's, pulls her over, and she's like, "Look at you!" And then they have to deliver the elephant to the apartment. And, it's just like, <laughs> and Harry's just like, "Anything that makes you smile that big, I guess we got to live with." And it just and runs it's through just the apartment, around and just like destroying the apartment, and like, <laughs> and then he just kind of does one of these, and then the circle zooms in on his head. That's so first season. That's so first well, season sex in the city like that's not totally she looks at the camera and is like looks like life just got a little more complicated <laughs> <laughs> well i guess we'll have to name this one elizabeth taylor dumba <laughs> operation elizabeth taylor drop oh my <laughs> gosh and the Oh man, that'd be so funny. Remember in the holiday movie that we watched when the elephant just totally grabs Kristen Davis's ass? Yeah. How yes. funny would it, it be? It, it wraps, yeah. If if we like looked at the IMDb and that movie wasn't an actual like it was a puppet. It was actually like a man and a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's why. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, she definitely you can tell she loves animals. Yeah, oh my gosh. Totally. Corey, you were gonna also, say something else animal related. I was gonna say, did you guys know that Miranda had a cat named Fatty? Nope. Was that Steve's cat? I don't know where that cat came from. He just kept being when he named it, and I had the I had the titles on, um, so I could like read it and take pictures, like to send to Kevin. And it just said, it was like, yeah. And then me and you and Scout and Brady and Fatty. And I was like, who is Fatty? And Ma can come over. Come on, let's Ma- go to the backyard. Dude, Dude, Steve loves backyards more than anyone I've ever met. All right, let's give the breakdown and let's get into Miranda's apartment first because we got to unpack some stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. uh, So the um, the episode was defense mechanisms, Mm -hmm. denial. Is it a friend or a foe? Um, Carrie, of course, is wrestling with um, uh, Samantha's chemotherapy, and it comes out in a fight with uh, Petrovsky. Uh, Petrovsky, who had a friend die from chemo, uh, is trying to or has the conversation with Carrie and Carrie, who is eternally optimistic. They get in a fight over, um, I guess, their friends and their relationships to chemo. Uh, Miranda is looking at a house in Brooklyn. She's looking at a brownstone, three three bedroom brownstone because uh, their upper west side, she upper west side apartment is too crowded. Charlotte, of course, is in uh, denial of not being able to have a baby. Uh, they say that she won every contest, but in the baby race, she is um, not winning. She's she's losing that. And then lastly, Samantha is experiencing actually the loss of her hair. And it comes out in an incredibly brutal time. And I'm sure that that's like probably happened to someone. But man, my heart broke when she was like, going down with on on smith and then he grabbed like a clump of her hair and it came out i was like ooh, mm-hmm. that was particularly um rough so uh that was like my yeah. entire college 
<laughs> college experience. Going <laughs> just, bald? Your hair? Comes, just, just my hair falling out as I was just, going down on girls. As you're, <laughs> as you're blowing dudes and your hair comes out. <laughs> just blowing dudes. Just and every single hair. night, you're like, I gotta go take a bath. <laughs> Okay, I don't mean to compare myself to a cancer person, but I, I, I it is, it is, it is, you know, it, it's a fun storyline for any bald person who's experienced the loss of their hair, not through cancer, but any other way. It was nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's. Uh, is that all of them? That's all of them. Yeah, yeah. that was it. <laughs> all right, let's go. Are we starting with Miranda in the house. Yeah, let's start with Miranda in the house because it is so. No one has ever. No one has ever, this is a huge change in New York City, but at this time, like, think about the people that are making the show. They're all Manhattanites. New York, when this was coming out, Brooklyn was a cool spot, but it's still like old world New York. It was a very different spot though then. It was a very different spot, but Brooklyn was was cool. It's not, no, this was when? Early, like it was. 2003? 2004. 2004. I mean, so yeah, I guess that's, but I'll say this. That's why I'm saying there's a disconnect. I'm not saying that it's, this isn't the type of show that would, that would be up on that, but it's funny how it, it was a cool, like since that episode until now, there's been the full entire turnover. I'd say it's flipped entirely. I'd say now people consider Manhattan what they thought about Brooklyn. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like I I would say now it's like cooler to live cooler to live in like you know Chinatown like mm-hmm. East Lower East Side two bridges area. That's like where the hipster scene is Williamsburg in that sense which was that is like kind of played out yeah. at this point. Yeah. It, it but good. Well, I was going to say like I I had a friend, he's older than us, but he moved to Williamsburg in like 1999, mm-hmm. 1998 or something like that and he was like there's no one out there at all at that point. Yeah. And then when I first moved to New York in 2005, I had a friend who'd been living in Williamsburg for a year, year and a half at that point. And I remember going to visit visiting him where it was like the place where we would go now in Williamsburg. That's like, you know, hipster ground zero basically, or even just like kind yeah, of yeah. ground zero. And, and I remember back then it was still like, very dicey. Mm-hmm. So I feel yeah. like this, when this came out, it was like, I, I think you're right. Like everyone in this show was a Manhattan person, but I don't feel like, I, I feel like it was, it was still pretty early on the frontier. Where, there's there's well, also still, there's still Manhattan people. There's yeah. still people that look down no, at totally. Brooklyn the same way they do. And I think they would probably react the 100%. same way that Miranda would like, well, where, I think, where, first of all, where do you, where do we think she's moving? I have an idea. I'd say Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights. That's what I think. Brooklyn Heights. I would say Brooklyn Heights or somewhere around. I'd that say area. Sunset Park based on. <laughs> I'd say Midwood, probably Midwood. So Brooklyn Heights, 2004. How much money do you think she's dropping for? Are, they're not buying a whole townhouse, are they? Or. Sound if it's, like. If uh, it's, Three yeah, bedroom. no. She bought a she bought a brownstone. It's a it's a three bedroom brownstone in which they were going to have to do reconstruction. So but what do you think? Steve, she said, the got basement, it for $4 Steve million? said the basement was finished and that place didn't look great. Four million? No way. This is uh this was at the height of the housing bubble. I bet she got it for like one point three million. One point three, probably back then. Yeah, I mean, I, I Heights, I'll say this. Brooklyn Heights is like a. Brooklyn Heights is a big time neighborhood, though. There have been rich, wealthy people there for years. This is 16, 17 years ago. Yeah, but that like place my, also my building, that place also needed to be gut renovated. That's true. Yeah. I mean, think about this. The building that I lived in that I just moved out of two years ago in Prospect Heights, a couple blocks from the Barclays Center, that entire place sold for two million or less. And it was a full brownstone. Yeah. It had to be gut renovated. But that was 2018. Okay, so let's say she let's say she got a. I'm saying 1.5 is 1.5. Okay, that's, that's fair. And then how much? And then she's they're gonna have to put how much into renovations? A few hundred thousand. Probably hundred. Probably hundred thousand. All right. What kind? What is what is Miranda and Steve's mortgage payment? And is it realistic based on her job? Her mortgage payment, depending on the interest rate, is probably like six thousand. Let's say fifty six hundred to six thousand a month. Oh, she can do that. Yeah, easy. Back then, 
She'd and, have, and if she'd you, have to if have just, like she'd have to have like four hundred thousand cash because with the down payment closing costs. I think she I think she saved well based on. So she probably she probably had a half a million, and then that that's what she she bought with it. But plus, she also owns her place now, so she's going to be selling that. All right, I I I, I like that this is realistic. I like yeah. that that, that I, this I isn't mean, fantastical. No, I, will I think say, it's completely realistic. I have a fr- I have I have two friends who I believe are a little bit in the Steve Miranda real life thing now. I have a I have a good friend who his girlfriend is a corporate lawyer who makes a lot of money and he How much do they make? Like 250, 200? After bonuses I think she makes close to a million. Fucking shit. And and they are in I a just, place. I just watched Kevin consider a career change. Like, is, is comedy something I really want to be doing right now? Wow. Yeah. This past year, that's crazy. If she made that much money, I feel like I lost about that pursuing my yeah. dreams. <laughs> You're like, wow. Speaking of all those massive nights out, huh? I've spent that much in whiskey sodas, yeah. well ones. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like, I think. But but they're in the place where like they're they're you know different jobs and I think everything that we said that kind of tracks to where like I think Miranda could definitely easily throw down that much money for I think, rent. I think also I feel like I loved that final scene because I do feel like there's so many people, especially the past few months we've been experiencing this. But when you see people that really they need a life change they need to take a step in something and they're staying in their comfort zone and it's just like i was watching that just being like oh it's so funny watching miranda not want to do this thing but it's like you're gonna fucking love it your life is gonna be so great there Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have a home with this person that you love and and i don't know if it's it's close to the end of the series so they're not gonna get into it with like a brand new if there were two more seasons, I would love to see what her life day to day was like in Brooklyn because it's similar to my neighborhood. But, um, but I'm like, this is just such a good step for her life, even though she wants to be like, I have my Chinese place yeah, and I have my bodega I go to. I don't like change, but it's like, this mm-hmm. is this new chapter of her life that is just going to be, I think, amazing for her. Yeah, totally. Um, oh, I, I 100% I, agree. And it, it was good to like see her realize that through the back window that this is yeah. going to be this is going to be a great thing and i think miranda i think miranda is going to be very happy in brooklyn heights steve has his backyard the apparently kid will eventually you know go to school there and have a and good go time viral. fatty yeah. and uh and scout will you know yeah be neighborhood favorites it's gonna be a good life for miranda i think i think that's that's what's cool about the season is like you're actually the the heavy not the heaviness but like the overarching feeling of knowing like we're landing the plane is there yeah yeah, yeah. and so That's you see true. this and you're like ah this makes me feel good this is really great for this person that's completely fictional but i'm like i'm i've seen her go through a lot i saw her she's still having cereal she's still a cereal nut I saw we grape, yeah, we saw she, a box of grape nuts in the bedroom yeah, that's so nuts. miranda just fucking big fan of those just being like she either either binge eating s- snacks or just like purely functional. Just like I just need fiber. I need does a quick that, way. Yeah. To have does fiber. anyone like the taste of grape nuts? Or no. are they so, are they so, are I they do. purely you too? Are you serious? <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about it. Why? We grew up. We were we were a grape nuts house growing up. <laughs> My dad liked them. And there's a thing you can make, and it's on the box. They're called hot grape nuts. You put a little bit of milk and you put honey in them. And you get them together. And okay, that's so honey... much different than a bowl of grape nuts and skim milk. And then the anyone... other thing I was going to say, John, was <laughs> sometimes I love to come home from school and pour really cold milk and grape nuts. And it is like eating gravel. And I can't tell you, but there's something about it that's so good. So, I okay, so other than nostalgia. I, al- like, I, like... Also, I also have what I've had friends in the past deem old man mouth. Where yeah. I, lo- I mean, I rum love raisin ice cream as you do. Black rum raisin ice cream. I love stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I will say this: I haven't had grape nuts in a long time. But 
I grape nuts, crackling oat bran. Those are two of my favorite cereals. Dude, There's another one you're called like, Uncle Sam's. You're like three years away from being the guy that has Werther's original in his pocket at all times. Dude, that I was John Werther's and I's originals. that was our that was our New Year's resolution. Is we I know have, we made it like a week and a half. We just made, always we're just, just walk always up to kids and hand them a Werther's original. Great. Okay, okay, hold on. Everyone chooses cereal and and on three we'll say Wait, it. hold on, You're, hold on. Are we okay, choosing okay. the best cereal or are we choosing, yeah, what are like we choosing? Just a my, cereal? Your favorite cereal. Oh. Oh man, this is tough. Okay. I got Here's it. Here's his grape nuts, you fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even get to right, participate I'm lo- I'm lo- in this exercise. I'm logging off the Zoom. Hang on. <laughs> oh man. I have mine. I have mine. Three, two, one. Cinnamon Toast Crackling Oat Bran. Crackling Oat Bran. Oat Bran. That was the other one I said. What's Crackling Oat Bran? Is that the one with like the honey on the front? It's the no, it's the squares. It's 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 the circles. It's the circles. Uh, It was really good. Listen, I don't. I don't don't eat cereal. I stop. I I haven't eaten. I don't eat. I haven't eaten. I'd say in the past five years, I've probably eaten like three bowls. Yeah, I don't eat. I don't eat cereal either. That's why if I'm gonna have it, I'm gonna go full on cinnamon toast crunch. I'm gonna make like horchata cinnamon water or cinnamon milk Mm -hmm. afterwards, and I'm just gonna live in that. That's how um I feel like uh there's something about that first scene when she meets Skipper and she's getting the cereal or is Skipper getting the cereal? Uh, there's cereal and Skipper balls, is, right? Skipper Skipper is. Skipper's getting the cereal. That's Skipper funny. Is. When he's I saw a, the when I saw the grape nuts, I was just totally just like, we've been on such a journey with you, and it's tied together through cereal. Yeah. Um. Wait, but, you know, yours was Cap- Captain Crunch. Mine was Captain Crunch, one. but Pe- my wait, other what f- kind? Peanut butter or berries? neither just, just regular. this regular one that's that literally just tears apart the top of your it mouth just, wait there's literally just a, shreds. like a yeah corn it's just kind of like, cereal cor- flavor. like some sort of sweet corn type flavor yeah. like, i didn't even yeah. know that i like um, a, i like a peanut butter cap and crunch too yeah peanut butter cap and crunch is good also o's very good <clears throat> so reese's puffs reese's puff cereal is actually really good it's too. very reese's good very puffs. Good. and i'll say this underrated classic honey nut cheerios yeah, yeah it's great yeah so is um uh what's the Honey bunches of oats is solid. Yes, did you see oh, yeah. that? That's the. Do you guys remember Crispix? Welcome to cereal talk. <laughs> cereal it's been a while talk. since we've had one of these. We we've had we hadn't had a little discussion like this in a while. Yeah, give us a, give us a uh, shout us out what your favorite cereal is. We'll we'll, hey, we'll hey, put hey. a picture of Miranda's grape nuts in there. And we've we'll we've get done a cereal this long chat. enough. We've done this long hey. enough. We went on we went out on a limb. What's this have to do with, besides Miranda? What are all the girls? We know we know Miranda's a grape Ooh. nut. Ooh, that's a great. That is great. What a what great cereal? Pod. Like, um, all right, let's start with Samantha. Like, what's the, what is objectively the sexiest cereal? Like, what is like Special the, K? Maybe because it's all about like your figure and like yeah, eat Special K so you can look great. Yeah, and they had like berries. I could totally the, see like dehydrated yeah. berries. Like Samantha, yeah, yeah. I could see her being like, "Honey, I don't have time for this sugar cereal. I got to go with my Special K. Put some berries, yeah. a little yogurt." Yeah. Okay. And some cum. So, <laughs> so Carrie's is the one that's going to be the least mature. So I think hers is a sugar cereal. Like Golden <laughs> Grams? Golden Grams? I think it's like, for some reason, I think it's Fruit Loops. It's yeah. colorful. It's just like, it's mm-hmm. fruity. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I never liked Fruit Loops, but yeah, I see that. Yeah. I, I think Fruit Loops for her. Um, Charlotte? Miranda is so grape nuts. So Miranda's grape nuts. It's, it's so there. good. I wonder if they had this discussion in the writer's room and like they were like tossing around Cheerios and, and friggin' <laughs> like all brand and Wheaties and like someone just came with the windmill slam and it was like Miranda's grape nuts and just silenced every writer. Like, yeah. Yeah. Charlotte is 100% Kashi good friends. <laughs> with the- with the white with the white lady and the black man on the on the box just like hanging out together in their oh sweaters. My Charlotte's gosh. so upper west uh, or upper east side Kashi. She's definitely a, she's definitely a Kashi, a Kashi cereal. I found uh, I found uh Samantha's. What is it? They're 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 just like it's just a box. It's called Willie's and it's just a penis flavored cereal. Oh my gosh. Oh. You have to get it penis <laughs> flavored. It's, it's, it's just pro- they they sell like Probably one box a year to some dumb like bridal shower. Yeah, it was it was the one cereal they carried at Spencer's gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I, let's so, let's talk about. I want to I want to make sure. I guess we talked about um, 
Charlotte and and the elephant. But I wanted to talk more about like her storyline. I thought it was it was really. I mean, th- this this episode had some emotion to it. But like watching her out running and just like kind of coping mm-hmm. with this and dealing with this has been really. Um, I don't know. It's it's been, it's been satisfying. It's been yeah, yeah. Like it's dramatically I, I, satisfying. Yeah, definitely. I got to say, not to pivot too much from this discussion, but this episode had so much good New York scenery in it. Like with yeah. her going around the Central Park Reservoir, running. Mm-hmm. Like it, there was a lot of a lot of just. It made me really miss Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Do you think New York? What we're talking about? Do you think Harry, um, uh, signing up for an adoption list was like the right play, or do you think like? Like I, they obviously didn't talk about that. He just kind of went ahead and did it, like looking ahead and being like, you know, if things don't work out, this is my what we have to resort to. He kind of did like something similar to that that um that Petrovsky did with the whole death thing, where he was like, I'm taking a sobering look at this. This is like what might happen. Like IVF might not stick again, and if we want kids, we're gonna have to go this route. Mm-hmm. And you may sound pessimistic or negative, but it's just preparing for a possible outcome the, like, do you think reason, that was the right thing yeah the reason why i liked it was because obviously like any husband or boyfriend in the show is a side character so um but in a way that moment for me was like not sweetie i'm getting on this adoption list because you want to have a kid it was like oh if you know, if he deserved his own 15 minute storyline or 10 minute storyline, you'd see what it's like for him. Like he was planning on having a family with her, you know? And so for me, that was like, that wasn't him asking permission to be like, fix a problem that she had. It was like him, like it made me wonder like, oh yeah, he's on his own journey, figuring out what his life is going to look like as well. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. That's true. So. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's solid. Um, but like the character that's, that, that is rising, like has been on a steady incline and is, could be my favorite is Smith. I mean, Smith, like, like just back to back to back crushing it in these last few episodes. How funny would it be if he shaved his head and he just looked like a troll, like the most disgusting (laughs) person. And the whole twist at the end was like, he tried to, he tried to like be with her and help her out. And instead she just saw him. She's like, Oh, she breaks Ah. up with him. And then Gus Van Sant cuts him out of the movie. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Sorry, John. Did I ruin your point? No, no. I'm just saying like, like him dealing with Samantha when she went and cheated on him with Richard, him, like his response to this, he yeah. is just like solid. And I feel like, you know, I, yeah. I know people love him, but he needs to be in, in the discussion more of the best guy in sex and the city. I think. Yeah. I think, I think he's like just an example of like when you, there's so many people in our daily lives of people, maybe we've dated and know of people, but it's like when you're not sure about a person, like, you know what your decisions surrounding that is like, we have a friend who was newly dating someone and got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. And that person was like, it was like, they were like a month into just like a mm-hmm. new relationship. And he's like, Oh, I have cancer. And that dude was there by his side the entire way through. And now mm-hmm. their wedding was supposed to be this weekend. Yeah. Well, what's, what, what's crazy is, is when he got diagnosed with cancer, he <laughs> went to his boyfriend and was like, Hey, like you can totally like, yeah. I get it. If you'd want to leave, like this is yeah. a major life thing. Yeah. This is not what you signed up for one month in. And, you know, his boyfriend, now husband, was just like, I'm here for you. And it was like an incredible display of how to be a, a great human being. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and I think like this is so much of this television show, but so many great television shows is like what what your perspective of what life is supposed to look like versus what reality is mm. not just mm. for not just for one but it's like that is so true with everything like there's almost not a single uh single good thing that's happened to me in my life that is like exactly it's always like yes and like you get what you hope for and it's a little different than you thought and you have to shift those expectations or else like you're always going to be disappointed and imagine what you would do if if 
he finally has this connection with this person who's like, holy shit, she's like, she's she's beautiful and she's confident and she's like super sexual We're on the same page, this, this, but she got cancer. Like that's an unfortunate thing. And then I'm going to give everything else up. But a lot of people, a lot of people, that's their entire life has lived that way. Is I think like looking for the path of least resistance, the thing that is going to be maybe the easiest and the people that I know that have the most fulfilling lives have almost more on their plate and struggle more so just like our friends that have like four kids. Like, it's like, what's it like? They're like, you know, I haven't slept in 10 years, but like, it's amazing, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I think Smith, Smith to be such a young person, I know we talk about these people, they are fictional, but I do think it's such a cool character because the typical hot actor would be a douche and would yep. not be mature and would be yep. vain. And it's like, how many characters have you seen like him that are on TV that are a hot, great actor about to be a superstar? And it's just not a trope in any way. There's like, he's like, a not very, you don't see that character in television almost ever. They they seem it, it's interesting you're saying that because I think the choice to him with him to be an AA mm. like it's like he's a young person that has already lived some life yeah and like we know people we have friends who you know who are in have AA. been are in AA and we have some friends who are in AA that were in it at a young age and I will say that like you meet people who have been through that. And they have a level of maturity that totally. like yes. other people have do not have to deal with because they haven't faced that in their lives before. Our, any friend that I have that is in AA is like more fun and more real and more like gracious. Like they have all these qualities that you're just like that are similar to Smith, I think, mm-hmm. that are just like um, even someone came to one of my early shows uh, of 30 year old virgin. And they, it was like at this place in the East village. And they were like, they were like in the earth. It's funny. Cause it may have been like the writers may have experienced this, but they were like across the street from here was when, where the cool meeting was like in the nineties. Like that was where oh, all yeah. the hot Whoa. people were and all the models. And like, it was like the cool AA meeting. And I was like, that's so funny, but it's like, yeah. Imagine, imagine Smith. Um, you know, if you get into that world, like, or for girls that get into that modeling world at 16, like, it's not a surprise that a lot of those people like probably do Coke at 16 and like go on benders and sleep with a bunch. And it's like, yeah, by 20, you'd be burnt out. You'd be like, I can't do this Mm -hmm. with my life. Mm -hmm. So So you think Smith's seen it, but like, you think Smith's like lived the rock star life for a little bit and then he got, he sobered up. And that is or like he had given, some sort of wake up call. Yeah. That's given him like like a lot more depth than someone with his in his normal like age. Range. Yeah, I haven't talked to that many people in AA that are like ah. There was a few times my hangovers were pretty rough. There, it's like they always have some some pretty like. like we, no- I was peering into the void. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. They kind of realize that. I mean, that's the whole. I'm assuming is the whole hitting rock bottom thing. Yeah, you know, they get to a place where it's like. It's not only that it was like inconvenient. I just like had a real like wake up call. That's like, this is not going to change. And it's really holding me back. You know? Well, that's, I mean, that is, we've really come full circle in this, in this uh, episode, (laughs) talking about Kevin's 45 (laughs) benders a year or two now. I mean, like, you know, what's actually really cool is AA and it is. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, I, I would go to one of those meetings. I just, I have to socially distance. And so. (laughs) <laughs> um no but maybe I, they'll start one maybe they'll start one at barbies yeah let's, so we talked we talked about smith but i want to talk about samantha i want to yeah, specifically yeah, yeah. talk about the scene with her and carrie because like carrie's storyline is also i mean it's about a miscommunication she has with petrovsky but it's definitely about how carrie yeah. wants to think about samantha and i think that that conversation where after they went wig shopping you know samantha said like i don't i don't do sick like you know i'm let me get I don't do sick person. And then she said immediately after, like, let me talk about what I'm afraid of. And she like, kind of breaks down the things that she's actually scared of. And, it, you know, it's always a really excellent time when you can see vulnerable Samantha, like shut a layer mm-hmm. and, and get down to it. But I, I, I don't know. What, what do you think she, I don't recall exactly what she said she was afraid of. Uh, was it was it her coping with the fact that she has cancer and she might die, or was it 
just you know that her hair was falling out and she was going to appear differently um i i don't remember the exact let me see if i can like look up the transcript of it or something i mean i think that i think it was less it 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 didn't have it had more gravity than just like i'm gonna look weird with my hair falling out like it it was more of a thing where i was like I am facing some really serious stuff. Yeah. It was, it was more that. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, for, for me, it was like, off. it was more like I, like the world was like, she w- puts a lot of time and value into the world looking at her one way, which is strong, beautiful, independent, secure, uh, and like, like she's a force. And I think what she was scared of is like the world seeing her as sick, dependent, not powerful, weak. Like, like I think that's like what she was afraid of is being viewed as someone who at this point in time was incapable. And mm. uh, I don't know, I, I imagine like that is something that um, that is like what, you know, people don't li- like to be sick. They don't want to be seen as yeah. as sick and, and be the victim. And I imagine like people that are going through cancer or other sort of major illnesses like have to r- wrestle and cope with that. That's well, uh, go ahead. I was I was going to say I looked it up and it sounds like we didn't we didn't really get to the full thing. She just basically said, let me talk about what I'm afraid of, please. And then Carrie's like denial part of me said you'll want to say you'll be fine. But instead I said, OK, I'm here. And then she's like, maybe I should just shave it all off. She's like, I better not look like fucking Kojak. And then they, I think they like go into a talk and then it cuts her at home. So yeah. like it was about, it, it was about, I'm going to look weird bald, but really what that, and especially for a woman, especially a woman like Samantha, that's so much more of a thing of yeah. just like, I'm changing my life. I'm losing control. Like, let me talk about all that stuff right. that I'm afraid of. It's, well, it's not I think, just the appearance thing. I think, too that that is like a uh that is like a real search for her to be like how can i be strong because yeah. usually strength comes so naturally to her and she knows that she's like okay i can't fake it i can't just be like i'll be strong but and so i think it was cool it was written in a cool way that was like it's not like we're the audience, like the last thing we want to do is like see Samantha, this character that we know is strong, like to write a realistic character of her. Like we don't mm-hmm. want to see her break down and just be like, I don't want to die. Cause it'd be like, I, I, that could be real for a person, but it's like, we know enough about Samantha to be like, okay, that's not true. Like right. also it wouldn't be true for any human being to just be like, sweetie, this is never like at a certain point we'd be like, when is she going to actually deal with this? So I do think it was a cool creative way for her to be like, I'm scared. I'm freaked out. Like how can, how can I live in a way that this does not bother me? Cause I don't like, I want to be fearless. I want to be all this stuff. And so it was cool to like, and, and then Samantha, who's so independent and so on her own, like, the lesson is like she had to lean on her friend and she had to lean on this man that Mm. loves her, which is really, which is really cool. Like they're, I feel like showing her in this way of being like, you need to let other people like carry you in this moment. Yeah. And you have to fucking relax. We saw that too with her. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, let's pivot off that and go into Carrie. I think I, I have a quick question for both of you, but let's just end on let's Carrie, fucking relax. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Cosmo rating. Um, I Carrie, I think had a bunch of flip flops in this episode mm. of her. Like, I think that scene with Samantha was a good friend thing yeah. where she just said, I wanted to like not do it, but I just stopped and said, okay, I'm here, which I, for people that, you know, None of us have gone through that exact experience, but you know we've heard from people who have been through cancer and things like that yeah. that the best thing you can do for someone is just to reach out and be like, "I don't know what to say, right? But I'm here. But I'm, that's yeah. the, that's all. That's the best thing you can do, you totally. know, because they they understand that. And like Carrie was able to do that, um, but I do feel like with the stuff with Petrovsky, and it was killing me. And I guess they played it pretty well, but it was killing me watching Carrie 
talk to Petrovsky and like making and shutting him down, being like, stop saying this. And they played it pretty well because it just ended up being that she just wouldn't let him finish his sentence. Yeah. And she was putting up so many defenses. But I want to talk about that. But I also want to ask both of you, because I think this plays in a lot of Petrovsky. Have you dated someone who was of a different culture before? Like that was, and what I mean is like not American, like you grew up. No, like it was foreign, you know, like in it, like like from a different country. I dated no. a Spanish girl last summer. You did. That's true. Um, because I've been on dates with people that went on a date with like people that are British, which is like kind of a different culture, but not really. But then I, I've dated a first generation, uh couple people who were like not born in the states then moved here mm-hmm. i do think i saw that with petrovsky yeah that like there was a real i mean and especially the russian thing yeah there was a real like focus on reality and death yeah straight at, straight ahead right there which i thought was super interesting which is like i think cultural in a lot of ways and a very interesting and it, like subject for that for sex and city like subject matter for them to cover because totally i'm sure anyone who who has dated someone who is of a different culture probably mm-hmm. runs into those miscommunications. I think they're like totally. way more readily available than someone who just like, yeah, I was, I lived in Chicago. She lived in Michigan. Like we're basically the same. Like, right. But I mean, someone who was born in Russia is going to have a very different outlook on life or, oh, yeah. or death or things than, than someone like Carrie and you're bound to run into problem areas with the communication totally. so yeah also um they don't they don't show the 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 weirdest thing with dating a girl who their language was english was their second language is anytime it got too late she would just like have a hard time like translating like she would just she said like she She'd had to be, be tired a, yeah she'd get tired and she'd be like I'm sorry I just don't want to speak in English anymore. I just like it's harder. And I was like, oh, that's such a <laughs> funny that's thing. Like so you just like funny. you get tired and you're like, I yeah. just and I'm like, oh yeah, this whole day you're like working 10% harder to speak, you know, to like do your second mm-hmm. language. I, but I want I, I thought that I want to no, pull you I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you were chopping up a little bit. I interrupted. Um no no no. I I just uh I thought that was Interesting. I agree. I concur with everything Corey said. I, I want to ask a question. Uh, th- it doesn't have to be a long form answer, but whose side of that dispute were you on? Carrie's or Petrovsky's? Can, In the beginning, definitely Petrovsky's. Can we pause real quick? Yeah. Um, so my, my, he- my headphone jack is in the you know the way the microphone is uh-huh. the the, yeah. the USB microphone it's uh-huh. it's it's in such it's like it's too big so I can't charge my computer right now and my computer is it's starting to get choppy because my computer is like at 10% and so I feel like that's why it's starting to get choppy you you can't flip it to another USB cable I, I I mean, I could. I would just have to unplug my mic and stuff right now. So that's why I was pausing. Let's just gotcha. let's just let's wrap it up. Could, could, do you do you have enough power to wrap it up? I'm on two percent. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Let, let's just wrap uh, it up. Okay. Cool. Uh, I mean, we are. Yeah, we are at like we're at like we're at forty. We're at forty now, minutes. Anyway. Cool, yeah. Jeremy. We're coming back. Okay, Balin, we're back. Do Three, a quick version one. of that question, so, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. So, real quick, I want I want a yes or no. Are you on uh, Team Kerry or Team Petrovsky for this dispute? Uh, I'm on Team Petrovsky. Kevin, I'm on Team Petrovsky because it you have to be able to. Uh, I I understand where Kerry's coming from. I don't think it's a selfish moment like other selfish Kerry moments, but. You have sure. to, yeah. You have to. I mean, you have to let a person express the death of his friend the way that he did as well, even though she's in the thick of it. So I'm Team Petrovsky. Yeah, I'm also on. I'm also on Team Petrovsky. I think like like I, I was actually frustrated that she wouldn't let him talk about the death of someone that was close to him. But um, 
I, I understand where she's coming from. Um, mm. Yeah, I think we need to do the um, the Cosmo rating. This was uh, cool. there was so much to cover in this episode, but let's let's mm. do a, a quick Cosmo rating because we are we're pushing time here. Cool. All right, I'm ready. All right, what do we got? You want me to just go? Let's do it. Three, two, one. 4.0. 4. 4.0. 4. 4.25. Ooh, Kevin, defend 4.25. Go first. Uh, four strong storylines. Um, it's a bit of a downer, so it's hard to be fully positive about it. But I just thought it was great. And I thought like the balance of all four of those storylines is beautiful. And um, I just thought it was really a wonderful episode. And the extra 0.25 was for some of the um, humor that Kay Davis brought to it. And the Brooklyn heart, my heart was full Look at watching someone like go to Brooklyn for the first time. And then um, some of the, the Smith, uh, Samantha storyline was just like so beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I gave it a, uh, I gave it a 4.0 because I thought kind of like Kevin said, some heavy storylines, but they did it all really well. I think the reasons I go higher is usually when it's just like, tons of storytelling and I get those like those good sex in the city feels where I'm like, what? That was yeah, amazing. Yeah, totally. And like this one to their credit, they dealt with things really, really well that were very hard to deal with. And they also brought a thing that, that I think that some of us are even facing right now, it, whether you're in New York or not is, is people moving, moving yeah. out of cities, that kind of thing. And so like they did the Steve Miranda thing pretty well. Um, but uh, 4.0, solid, and and it's crazy. We're seeing some like good wrap-ups. One quick thing I will say is that uh, the Carrie Petrovsky espresso scene, we talked about this in our Patreon coffee talk. You, you can't ha- have a good espresso machine at home, and uh, but he forced her to have espresso, and they. it was interesting to see Carrie take down some espresso right there, and then he was like, you're a writer. You should like more coffee. You're yeah. a writer. That was that was an interesting moment since we just talked about coffee. Um, That's where I'm at. Four point. Can we do? Um, can we just do uh, a ten second Steve talk of what he experiences when he goes in that backyard for the first time? Just <laughs> yeah. just a little 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 Steve conversation talk. he has with Brady. Sure. Ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Hey, Brady, let's play some stick ball. Okay, fatty, you first base scout, you second, okay? Here we go. I'm going to bat. Give me a stick. Right, there we go. <laughs> your Steve, your Steve Brady is, of course. is, I think Steve had a few Red Bulls earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I think, I think because you said 10 seconds, you know what it reminded me of? You know, in Total Recall, when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets like, he, he gets shown like, uh, like radiation and his face just starts to explode yeah. and going like that. That it reminded me of that. That's, what that's also so what yeah. that's uh, I gave it a <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Kevin. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if my microphone's working now. So <laughs> okay. I was just gonna say that's that's Steve talking to Brady and the dog out back and running around the, like right after he found out how much money it was. Like Miranda's like a queen yeah. and he was like, well, this place can't be more than 150,000. She's like, Steve, it's 1.5 million. And then that's him having a panic attack. And out back. <laughs> hey, let's play Steve. Hey, let's play some stick ball. We're going to go to Junior's Cheesecake every day, right? Because we're in Brooklyn. That's what we're going to do, okay? We're going to go to pizza. We'll go out to Defara. Oh my God, I'm freaking out. The property tax is here uh, so much. Oh God! Hey, maybe our neighbor Willie De Blasio will be the mayor one day. <laughs> He's a great guy. I bet he'll do fantastic. Uh, oh fuck? my Brad, gosh! Bradshaw was getting political. I uh, I gave it a four I thought all the storylines were great. Um, I think that it, it was like one where Carrie's storyline essentially was also Samantha's storyline, which I don't like. Like they kind of bled together a little bit, which was fine. Um, yeah. But. Uh, you can kind of it's interesting that you can kind of start seeing the rumblings of the unhappiness with Petrovsky. So we'll have to see where that goes. Yeah. Also, I know the mouse is like a huge thing. We probably didn't give as much credit to. But uh, if I ever had a mouse crawl in my bed on my face, that I, I don't know if I could ever sleep that night, a night in that apartment. Again. I know for sure Katie would never, ever be in that apartment ever again. So I don't know if I could ever sleep. Um, again. Thank you all so much for listening, please. Uh, give us a, a like and uh, a subscribe and some comments on the uh, the iTunes. 
Also, check out our Patreon. We do a bunch of goofs. Our last episode was a coffee episode where we talked uh, We talked about what, what type of coffee drink all the ladies are. And we share our secrets for brewing our cups of coffee. That's but, right. Um, and we decided at the break that instead of calling someone and just randomly getting someone on the pod, we're going to do that on the Patreon. That's right. So oh, yeah. We, we totally talked about that. Up we front totally talked then, about that. And, and we never just did it. Ghosted. <laughs> We just decided instead of like, we had so much to talk about here, we're going to call someone, whether it's a listener or a famous person, and just get them on the Patreon at a moment's notice. So we'll That's do right. it on the Patreon. Also follow us on Spotify and on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Kevin does a really fun job of the Instagram, so follow that. Uh, Kevin doesn't know his, his, if his microphone is working out. He says he loves you. We all love you very much. Later, taters. Later, taters. Later, taters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.